Welcome back to another edition of Boys Lunch. We have a we got a new segment today. It's called uh, Hot Seat. Is that what we're going to call it? Yeah. Well, you know what? We're not going to let our guests talk yet. But uh, this is your boy Paul here. Uh, Boys Lunch. Uh, do not forget to follow us on uh, Boys Lunch Podcast on Instagram or email us with any questions, concerns, or um, complaints. I guess uh, at boyslunch1 at gmail.com. And also, don't forget to rate and review as we continue to hunt down Father Mike Schmidt. So, welcome again to Boys Lunch Podcast. Today, we're going to put Joey on the hot seat. Beep, 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 beep. Taking a little inspiration from Jude, Jude uh, from interviews with Jude, right? He's going to have. Uh, he took a little time off. It's a uh, baseball season, uh, so he wants to entirely focus on that, and I don't blame him one bit. But he's going to be coming back with season two, so do be looking out for interviews with Jude. Season two is going to have a lot of great guests. He had uh, some quality ones first, but he promised me it was going to get gonna be some pretty phenomenal guests for season two. So we're excited. So uh, again, yes, uh, do follow Jude uh, interviews with Jude, and uh, we appreciate the inspiration. So. Our guest today is the one and only Joey. Um, we're going to ask him some hard-hitting questions, get to know a little bit more about one of the hosts of Boys Lunch Podcast. And if this goes well, or if anyone cares, we can uh, perhaps allow the tables to be turned. The turntables. Or if you just don't want to hear more about me and you've heard <laughs> enough, that is okay. I wouldn't blame you one bit, and we could just keep it with Joey. Paul, I don't know if you want to dive into that <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> What is wrong with you? Um, so I have the great honor here to, uh, well, first off, drive the podcast. This feels weird. I don't like it one bit. You, uh, I'm more of just the echo guy, you know? Um, but I do appreciate, again, Joey, you sitting down with us. So uh, how are you? A little under the weather. A little under the weather. You do sound a bit groggy. What's going on? Just allergies, man. You a big allergy guy? Huge allergy guy. Well, I, uh, yeah, I was already happens. trying to get it. Yeah. This happens in the spring to you. Yeah. And no way it's an April one, so this is a little upsetting that it's coming in May. But I mowed the lawn last night, no big deal. I was out there working, watered my little grass patch. And, uh, Do you still wear your tool belt when you mow? Um, <laughs> yes, only when I mow. The tool belt is on. Actually, I did have to clean up some oil last night. For some Ooh. reason, like the little knob. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at me struggling trying to describe it. That oil like thing to twist off the and pull out the dipstick. Yeah, it popped Somehow it came loose and like oil started to like splatter. Was the, the mower on when you were trying to? Yeah, use it? I'm like, like what are you doing? Yeah, dude. I don't oh, know. you okay? You I was mowing. You didn't like, actually like meet. You're like, oh, let me check the oil as yeah. a, okay. It just so uh, then I got a. I felt so cool. I grabbed an old white shirt that I had in the garage and wiped up the oil. <laughs> I don't know why. It just felt right. <laughs> we just, I mean, we just got a thing of uh, old rags, you know, that you you pull out and you use. There's yeah. something about that. This is a manly collection of used. Yeah. So now like. It used to be like pristine white. Now it's got some oil and it. it looks pretty cool. <laughs> now it's, it looks tougher. But that along with like packing my house, I think just some of the dust on some of my old CDs uh, did not work well with my allergies. Doing some packing up? Yes. Going to be moving soon. Oh, that's exciting Yeah, a couple stuff. weeks away from uh, being homeless. Could not be happier. Did, did I tell you I have a truck? Yeah. Uh, how big is that bed on the truck? <laughs> that's at least a five-footer. <laughs> have you ever gone to Lowe's and... Uh, you couldn't fit what you needed to get in the bed of your truck, so you use your van? You know darn well that I, <laughs> I can't. Yes, I have sometimes gone to Home Depot and uh, taken the van because it 
has a greater towing capacity. But that's besides <laughs> the point. <laughs> but people aren't here to sorry find out more about me, more sorry. about you. So uh, first question is a uh, favorite antihistamine for when you have allergies. No, I <laughs> the people. No, I was Zyrtec guy, but I don't know if it really. Uh, I think it did me wrong. Did you wrong? Yeah. We just lost another sponsor. I appreciate that. Yeah, sorry, Zyrtec, but Flonase. Beep, 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 beer. Our new sponsor, Flonase. Yeah. Um, I think the first question's got to be, uh, now, you're a child of the corn, Central Illinois person. You, you always been from around here? I am a, ch- a child, <laughs> child of the of corn. corn. When people ask me, like, what's your true identity? It goes, child of corn, child of God. <laughs> right, right, absolutely, so so absolutely. Yeah, so I grew up here in a good old... Bloomington normal. Whoa. Is that our first revelation of our? Absolutely. So yes, we do live in Bloomington. We just Bloomington, lost Illinois. a few sponsors. We <laughs> <laughs> thought you guys second. were from Chicago. Yeah, born and raised here. Now, uh, what elementary school did you go to? Do you remember? The. <laughs> the. Well, it was St. Clair. St. Clair, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Holy Trinity, now Corpus Christi. You'd say. The name changes, but the tradition stays the same, baby. <laughs> no, yeah, it was a, there was a ragtag group. There was a lot of good kids that went there. The old crew from, from junior high. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. Now, you did eventually make it out of Bloomington for a little bit. Where did, where did you end up for college? Crazy story, dude. Crazy story. Went from one Midwest state to another. I uh, studied in Kansas. Yeah. Atchison, Kansas, to be uh, clear. A- Atchison? Yes. The home of you, Amelia Earhart? Yeah, you heard of it. You know it. You love it. So uh, I wanted to study theology and really kind of around the area there there are some opportunities or schools, but like it was kind of the closest of some of the, the, um, you know, like within the realms of Catholic education, Catholic education, like there are some like well-known ones that, that particularly focus on theology. And I really liked Benedictine and what they had to offer Yeah, and that they were close enough. Yeah. There are plenty of quality Catholic, but, um, colleges, but they certainly do have a focus on that. And they've just got a great tradition of great, um, huge tradition, dude. huge tradition. So yeah, Kansas, man, crazy. Favorite part about Kansas? (laughs) <laughs> the, <court>. the drive <laughs> the drive we were like uh 45 minutes away from kansas city so that was nice to have like a big city near us i did like that atchison had like nothing in it because it forced us to be creative like in hanging out like it forced us to like create a community and build friendships mm-hmm. where like maybe we are just in a dorm or in one of the buildings on campus where like we're able to have fun and like goof around and get to know each other so it, like forced us to like actually like socialize oh, that's fun yeah you have a favorite visitor that came and visited uh, you at college? Yeah, my brother. Ah, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that was fun. I think you only came once, right? Yeah, I only came once, but yeah, I mean, there was a great community there. I, I actually love the campus. I love what you guys had going on there. Yeah, he came and watched the soccer game with us. We were heckling the goalie the whole time. <laughs> that was fun. Story for another time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, did you get a lot of barbecue? Come a barbecue fan that close to Kansas City? We, yeah. My friends and I like would always drive down maybe like once a month and try different places out. We tried to get a, a scholarship grant from the school. <laughs> they did like something called Discovery Day projects where they like you present something that you want to like research more and they'll give you money to go research it. So we tried to get one to go like study the barbecue Kansas City. And like the faculty advisor straight up told us, You guys are just trying to get us to pay for your meals. So we did <laughs> that did not get passed. But um, and then uh, after leaving the prestigious Benedictine, yeah. Where'd you end up? I, um, it is like one of those things when you look back and you see all the pieces come together. I had like a tough time, not a tough time, but I think with any like new person, especially in teaching, they're looking for like a lot of experience. Like a lot of these high schools in St. Louis or Kansas City that were putting up 
openings, it's like we would prefer five to 10 years of experience. I'm like, well, that kind of sucks because I just got out of college. But I had made some relationships throughout my time in college. I met a random priest in Colorado when I was at like a college summit who was from South Dakota. And he invited me to do Totus Suis, which is a kind of well-known Catholic summer program that a lot of dioceses have. So I did Totus Suis for a summer in Sioux Falls Diocese and just made a lot of great connections up there. So when I graduated, I actually took a job as a youth minister at a parish up there for like two months. And then a job opened at their high school, uh, O'Gorman High School in Sioux Falls. And it was like three weeks before the school year started because that teacher had left to go actually join the convent. So I, I was lucky to get in. I'm totally not qualified. No, no, but it was awesome. So I taught for a year in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Would you say for those people who are close to graduation or have just graduated from college, would you say that networking or community building is an essential piece? I mean, buy some tissues, man. It's going to be a long journey. Jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think networking is huge. Like I was telling a lot of the kids just now, like so much of where you are today is because of the people in your life that look out for you and care about you. And are like trying to give you that that foot in the door. I think especially within the Catholic world, because you're like you're trying to invest in this person as like in their character, especially mm-hmm. like knowing them. Like a priest just interviewing me and not knowing anything about me. Like anyone could say anything in an interview and get away with it. Right. But like they knew me and spent that summer with me. So I think that was like that was huge. Is it's building those relationships and getting that experience for sure. Yeah, I think some people think see here networking. It's like oh, it's a buzzword. Like I get my LinkedIn yeah, like, yeah. updated, but no, it's it's just getting involved. You know, putting yourself. And I think we talked about recent for recent high school. Like when you go to college, yeah, getting involved is so crucial. Not only to your own sanity and mm-hmm. your own social life and surrounding yourself with good people, but also it does benefits on the back end there. So and I've stayed in touch with our previous principal here at the high school, mm-hmm. and she just she told me like. Do whatever you can to get in front of people, especially if you want to teach, take every opportunity. And I took that to heart. Like I tried to find opportunities going out and doing retreats, like confirmation retreats. So it's kind of like part of like a net ministry. Have you ever heard of them? Yeah. I did that kind of stuff. And then totus tuus, like a lot of just opportunities. Um, I got my minor in education. So like it was making those connections, but actually like getting the practice uh, was so important. What do you, what would you say was that first drew you to education or teaching? I think just the, witness of my teachers in high school just like they cared so much about the content and i think it was the first thing that i actually liked learning about i think there was a big breakthrough moment like there was other subjects i was good at but i didn't like doing it and i think when it got to my junior year theology was just interesting to me yeah. like i didn't mind learning more or like connecting the dots to things and like it mattered more because like they did convince me of the bigger implications of of things actually being true and like the reality of religion and what the promises of the Bible, what comes with that. So it was, it was interesting. I liked learning it. I was decent at, at stu- I don't know, yeah, taking it all in. So after a year in South Dakota, you taught there a year. Yeah. You were brought back home. Back oh, to the corn. Yeah. I had a LeBron James. I'm coming home moment. Did you, <laughs> everyone was like, when's Joey coming back? I did think it was weird that you televised that decision. <laughs> yeah. And that was before LeBron had done it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to ask them? LeBron copied you. Yeah. So you returned back to your alma mater. What uh, what made you want to come back to, to Central Illinois? Well, I will say, I forgot to, like, in the last question, you said, what made me want to teach? I, after kind of just, like, assessing my own gifts, I think it's important for people to understand, like, what they're good at. I think there's humility and stuff, but, like, God is calling us to specific things based on our gifts. 
And I've just felt like God has called me to do some type of ministry. And I, I don't know, youth ministry to me is still like something that I could maybe see myself doing, but teaching was just more appealing because there was that academic side. But also, I'm going to be honest, you don't have to force people to be there. And that was a big selling point. I was like, I can get kids every day in the state is mandating them to be there. And I get to build relationships with them. Because um, I mentioned on the podcast before, we've done a youth ministry event where no one showed up. Yeah. And there's a, there's a place for that. There's a ministry for that. But it was just so much more appealing to like be in a classroom where I can engage and dialogue and, and do that. And they're forced to be there by the state. <laughs> uh, but why I came home, sorry. No, that's okay. My wife and I got engaged when I was in South Dakota. She was living at home in St. Louis, where she's from. And we were kind of just looking at different options. So either we're going to stay in South Dakota, St. Louis, or come back to Bloomington. And we just obviously did pros and cons, for sure. <laughs> got the but we prayed like a, we did a novena, a little St. Therese novena, just kind of trying to figure out which place we wanted to, to be. And I think for both of us, we wanted to be around family. So that kind of ruled out South Dakota. That was nine hours away. This job out opened up and uh, my family's here in town and that was kind of appealing to have at least one of our families and then her family's only two hours away. So I think that was just kind of the, the cream of the crap. The cream of the crap. Did that even apply there? Cream of the crap? Cream of the crap. <laughs> I don't think it did. <laughs> <laughs> that was the cream of the crap. This is a flash in the pan. <laughs> Stop. Uh, let's get this back under control. Now, um, how many tied it up tied it up tied it up how many years you've been here just finishing my seventh year here my eighth year teaching and what would you say uh you love most about this school the money <laughs> the money the money i i think there's just a comfortability for me because i went to school here i understand kind of the community the culture the families but it's like small enough it's, it's big enough and small enough at the same time i like what we have going on that we're able to build the relationships and I can know everyone in the grade, really even everyone in the school, like without even teaching some of the other kids. Like I just like the um, community feel of the school in particular, yeah. the size of it. That's what I love. It's what you just love. The, the enrollment number. <laughs> Such a lovely answer. Um, is can there I change my answer? <laughs> yeah, well, you can add on to yeah. it. I mean, I, I agree. I think, Part of the reason I love teaching at this school is because of the the, the unique feel of community, the, the fact that people are still very much involved even after they graduate. The size is something yeah. that's appealing to me. Like um, it's big enough that we're able to employ this many theology teachers, but Hello. also but also the um, class sizes are such that we can really get a lot of. It them. sounds like we're like pitching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I think what else, what else is big is just that like every the mission of the school and how people actually do care about it. Yeah. From like the top administration to like teachers to everyone like that's huge because there's a lot of catholic schools that don't have that especially so, outside the theology department like right we are so fortunate to have some great it, it makes our jobs so much easier when we're all working together and i think that's what i love a yeah. lot about the school I, the correct answer was looking for 2017 blue ribbon uh, <laughs> uh we're gonna intermingle here some uh listener questions i can't wait cannot wait Let's see here. I've got a question that wants to know, why are you such a fan of the University of Illinois basketball team? And what are your thoughts on their chances for next year? Does it say who asked it? It does not say. I didn't, I'm so sorry for those people. I don't have the names of people who asked. Wow. I just, uh, my dad grew up a huge U of I fan and just passed that on to us. So I just remember 
just hearing him yell so much at the screen. <laughs> so we just grew up with that. Like that's a lot of fond memories of like him building a fire in the winter and us like watching Illinois basketball together. So that was kind of like my Homer team with Champagne not being like very far away. Yeah. Chances for next year. I don't know. I think they'll still be good. Yeah. They got a couple of transfers coming in as long as they lost two of their assistant coaches to Kentucky who are, have a lot of the recruits. So I'm hoping people don't back Poach. out. Poach. Uh, we don't even need IO. He choked in the, in the tournament. So whatever. Kofi, I don't even know why he's going to the draft. I'm sorry. This is turning into <laughs> so maybe Kofi will be back because he's not even that good. So they just ran into a powerhouse, Missouri Valley champions. Dude, that Loyola. was such. A, it's Kevin's fault. If you don't remember that podcast, it's yeah. Kevin's fault. I'll never watch a game with him again. Uh, did your dad cry more at that loss or the 2005 one to Arizona? Well, they beat Arizona. Oh no, who did they, they lost lose? to North Carolina in the North championship Carolina. game? The rest were terrible. Uh, obviously, he was in foul trouble within like ten minutes. So <laughs> no, I don't think he's that attached to the sports That was anymore. sixteen years ago, people. Yeah, I don't even know how old you were. That's the. That's the. I was like in eighth grade, so that's like the oh. peak of when you love sports in the end of your life. Oh, absolutely. And then the two years before, you have the Bartman stuff. Like, and then two years later, you have the Bears lose. So, like the early two thousands were rough to be like a Chicago Illinois sports fan. But yeah, I don't think he cares as much about sports. Like he he'll enjoy it, but yeah. he's not like attached, which is probably healthy. <laughs> Good for you, Dad. Good for you. Someone asked uh, favorite priest of all time. Who asked that? Again, I do not have. Any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Father Hedaham was big because he's I think what started it all for me. Yeah. And he taught at he taught at Central. Catholic. He taught yeah. So he was my senior theology teacher and chaplain while I was here at Central. So. I think that was huge, but I've worked with so many just great priests. I think once you finally get kind of connected into that Catholic community, um, there's just so many great priests out there. And there's been so many that have been involved in different points in my life. There was a, a Benedictine monk at the Abbey. He passed away. Uh, Father Bruce Swift. He was just a ragtag, like old school guy, but just like kept me in line. It was like, so there's just like people, uh, Father Brendan, who did our wedding. I'm sure like if you... Once you start to list a priest, you just yeah. think of like how many great ones. Father Andrew Dickinson was the one who got me to South Dakota. Just in case you guys are listening, I don't want to leave, leave you off. The thing, but yeah. Uh, this comes from Paul. You have two young boys. What's the favorite cartoon that they watch that you secretly love yourself? Like, oh, that, that I don't mind watching? Right. Like maybe top two or three cartoons. There's some of those like problem solving ones where you're like, it's the train. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I actually don't really like any of them. Interesting. Yeah, you put me on the spot there. I'm just asking for like a more, t you know, I'm not asking you to say it's your favorite. You can say uh, which one's more tolerable than others. Blaze isn't bad because it's monster, monster trucks and they do a lot of STEM. So science, engineering, Big STEM technology, guy. math. Yeah, so. Or stream. Or stream, add that religion. <laughs> Yeah, Blaze is not too bad. So if you want to check out Blaze and the Monster Machines, that's not too bad. How would you classify yourself? Well, or what were you like as a child? If you had to describe. Are you surprised, though, that you thought I was going to like cartoons, didn't you? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I'll be real honest. I thought you would have that list prepared. No, I, I that's why that I asked the question. What was it like as a kid? I don't know. It depends on, like, what stage of my life. I was the, I'm the youngest. I have two older brothers. So I think I was the classic youngest kid. I want my way. Little bratty. Okay. I kind of like more of an anger problem when I was like little. 
But like, I, I love sports. Very super gifted and athletic. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I'm laughing at something. Yeah, so, yeah, you, yeah, you're listening to a podcast. You're laughing yeah, at some jokes. I like to be involved in things. I like to. I was in a lot of different friend groups. I don't know, just like a classic sanguine type of person. Okay. Try to be like goofball, center of attention, class clown. Uh, fourth grade, fastest one in the class. No People normally ask like, when did you peak? I don't know if that's going to be a question on here. Well, that was my next question. Actually, do you feel like you peaked in peewee football? Okay, that was huge, man. <laughs> eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade, undefeated. Starting quarterback. quarterback. Were you a, a knocker? Or? Yeah, oh yeah, Bloomington knockers. I did want to start this year. I want to start a youth football team called Skull Crushers. <laughs> where... Uh, I don't know, with all the CTE stuff. Yeah, that's going to be how we're different, though. We don't care about that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're going old so school. I'm so sorry. But I think fourth grade is when I peaked. There was a couple of girls who, who liked me. I was I won the fastest race in recess. So, what are you, you had fourth grade? Was that fourth grade? Yeah. Fastest race? Yeah, dude, that's big in fourth grade. Don't you remember? They would take... They would line all like the boys up and then they line up all the girls and they would like see who's the fastest in the class. I do not remember that. Yeah. Maybe I just remember it because I won. <laughs> <laughs> I probably blocked it from my memory because yeah. I was probably second or third to last. So okay, some people could say I'm peaking now with the podcast. <laughs> I'm sure someone would say that. <laughs> it's just me. Um, one question from a listener it says dream job, house, and location. Are they assuming that this is not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, right. Yeah. Um, here's another one. Uh, how do you practice your faith? It's kind of a big question, but maybe more specifically, like what are some practical steps that you take or how do you, um, when do you pray? Are there types of devotions that you like or things like that? I think, yeah, there's different aspects. The first two, I guess that came to my mind, number one is just like prayer. Like, how do you practice it? Like a lot of it is your own dedication and time being specific about a time and sticking to that time and just like you have to show up and you have to like, I get into some ruts in my life where it's more of like, I'm constantly keeping God in my mind all day or, but I don't spend that like designated time and I can see it affect everything. So I think the easiest way is just to make sure that you're having your 10, 15, 20 minutes of prayer each day. Mm -hmm. Cause that like those 20 minutes will put a lot of things into perspective for you. Yeah. Uh, and then it's just so much of practicing your faith is, obviously getting involved in the sacraments, but like just living it out in your relationships with the people in your life. I think that's what we've tried to do so much with our families and with our students and we fall short and that helps us be better because again, those times come up where like maybe I wasn't the greatest to my kids, my wife or my students. And it's like huge, but I think, and I mentioned this on a podcast before, one of the most humbling things is when kids come back and they're like, yeah, I don't really remember what we talked about, but they do remember our relationship and the way I acted. So I think the biggest thing about practicing your faith is like generally living it out with people around you. Love it. Love it. I know you talked a bit about this a little bit on the podcast for you and Sela. Never heard of her. Never heard of her, your wife. Um, how did you know that you were called to marriage? I'm still trying to work that out. No, I just <laughs> yeah, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Love you. Uh, there was a lot of different things uh, with the discernment process, and I know yours is not, not messy. Is not the word, but like you're you're really trying to follow God's will. You're opening up, mm -hmm. trying to close doors, whatever. Yeah, pursuing different things. I think when I finally just kind of let God 
lead me and not just me like convincing myself of different things and actually like took it seriously to prayer. There's a lot of things, especially like the intercession of Mary that led me to like knowing that Sela was the one that, that I was called the marriage and especially with Sela. Like my senior year, I, there's something called the consecration of Mary, mm -hmm. uh, Louis de Montfort, St. Louis de Montfort. You guys can check it out. I had tried to do that. I don't know about you. Like so many times it's a 33 day, like kind of process you go through consecrating yourself to Jesus through Mary. Right. Mm -hmm. That I, I didn't know. No, you know, either. Yeah. And I tried it probably three or four different times, never made it through it. And there was finally this one time where my wife and I were going through kind of a, like a patch of just like, what, are, what are, like, what are we, where are we going? And I did it. And I just remember like the day was Immaculate Conception, December 8th. And it just like, I don't know. It all, it, yeah. All came together. So a lot of it was just the intercession of Mary. And I think you would ask kind of devotions, like Mary has taken care of me so many times in my life. I've always been kind of a mama's boy. My wife will call me out on that. Like my mom takes care of me, like my earthly mom, Pam, I love you. Uh, but like, I think that is like bled into my spirituality when like Mary's always looked over me. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to finish with uh, favorite moment with Paul. And that was actually a submitted question, not, <laughs> not what I just made up. Favorite moment with Paul. I'm really bad with these things. Being whenever, put on the spot. Whenever kids are like, what's your, what was your favorite moment with us? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I enjoy the moments and they come by. It's about the journey. <clears throat> I know. I sound so <laughs> deep right now. I think just like getting to know you again in college was like, I think the turning point best moment for me mm. was like knowing that you had changed. <laughs> no offense. But yeah. like, and that like we were very similar in what we were pursuing in our mindset. That was just my favorite thing to, and I'm, we said it before, maybe in that second podcast, like finding someone else who was like doing, trying the same thing you were trying. Yeah. So I think like meeting together again at Mandarin and with uh, Father Andrew, like those moments, which I think has made just this so much better. Yeah. I think favorite moment also when you got hired here, that was big. Yes. Yeah. Appreciate the reference. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, Jude, I hope I did this justice. Um, Watch Jude not even listen. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's Joey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is going to be like our least listened to. It's all right. It turns out people did not want to know more about <laughs> yeah, us. We, I come back next week. Well, we had 15 listens. All of <laughs> them were from my mom and dad. <laughs> uh, I know I didn't do it as well as you do, You would have done it, Jude, but um, I appreciate the inspiration. Um, thank you so much for those people that have listened. Um, do you have any shout outs on uh, your, your episode? Uh, shout out to you, Paul, for just putting me on the spot. Hey, I'm doing this. Appreciate you letting me. I'm do sorry this. for being under the weather. No, nah, it's okay. Allergies, man. I want to shout out uh, Joe and Pam. That's right. Your earthly uh, father and my mother. earthly father and mother. <laughs> they both. <laughs> I, <can't wait> <laughs> I did so mother. good. <laughs> wow. um, they definitely took care of me uh, and still do. And uh, Joe, I'm going to be over to mow the yard later this week. So <laughs> <laughs> make sure that fridge is stocked. I'll be there shortly. Okay. Nice. All right. For the kingdom. For the kingdom. <laughs>